Welcome to The Lawyerist Podcast, a series of discussions with entrepreneurs and innovators about building a successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. Lawyerist supports attorneys building client-centered and future-oriented small law firms through community, content, and coaching, both online and through The Lawyerist Lab. And now, from the team that brought you the Small Firm Roadmap and your podcast hosts. Hi, I'm Stephanie Everett. And I'm Zach Glazer. And this is episode 425 of the Lawyers Podcast, part of the Legal Talk Network. Today, Stephanie is talking with Debbie Foster from Affinity Consulting about how to join two teams. Today's show is brought to you by Posh Virtual Receptionists, DocuMate, and Clio. We wouldn't be able to do our show without their support, so stay tuned because we're going to tell you more about them later on. So, Stephanie, this is there's a reason that you guys are talking about how to join two teams today. And I, I think it's best if you tell people, why are you interviewing Affinity Consulting's Debbie Foster? Yeah, so let's make it podcast official, guys. We are so excited to announce that on January 1st, 2023, Affinity Consulting and Lawyerist Media merged to become one kick-ass team. I mean, really, <laughs> there's no other way to say it. <laughs> Right, right. This is an exciting thing. And I really like personally, I'm extremely happy about this. And so many things like my head is swirling with with stuff to do. But I guess to start off with, what's lawyers going to be with this? Yeah. So for all of our friends out there listening, don't worry, your life and how you experience lawyerists and how you interact with lawyerists isn't going to change a whole lot. We're not going away. Lawyerist will continue to exist. Our website, this show, we actually have a new edition of the book launching in just a few weeks. Our Lawyerist Lab coaching program is going to continue. If anything, everything's just going to get that much better because mm -hmm. the Affinity team, I mean, you're going to hear from Debbie in a minute. And I think everybody immediately is going to understand why this is like the perfect marriage we keep using that marriage analogy, but it really worked. We've been dating for over a year now. We've known each other for 10 plus years. In fact, I was an affinity client back when I had my law firm. Mm. Yeah, I was their client. So I've known the, them for a long time and Aaron Street has known them for a long time. And about a year ago over dinner, this idea sparked and it was something we needed to explore. And that's when the, the dating begins, <laughs> right? And you say, huh? is this a thing? Should we be talking more? And we did. And then we did. And we did. And the talks got more serious. And then over the summer, things picked up until we gave it to the lawyers and the accountants and things slowed down. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> they, they do. Yeah. I really didn't enjoy working with the lawyers <laughs> through this. We'll have new examples to tell everybody about why your clients get frustrated with you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but my point was that their team is just amazing. They have so many experts on the team. They bring different expertise than yeah. in a way they're going to add new flavor and new ideas. And so we are so excited to introduce some of their coaches to our Lawyerist Lab community. We already have some folks lined up that are going to come and just do some workshops that we have planned for Q1. So 
nothing is really changing in the sense of, yes, all the things we currently do are still going to happen. It's just that we're going to have a ton more resources and expertise and energy and ideas and all the things to bring to our community. So we're going to be announcing, you know, new initiatives and new ideas in the over the coming months as we kind of get settled and figure it out. So I'm just excited because we're just going to have so many more ways to help people, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like any good marriage, together we're bigger than than yeah. individually. It's two brands and one team just helping healthier firms, um, helping people build healthier firms and define themselves and, and perfect their, their firms as well. I can't express my excitement over the airwaves here, but I, I'm, you know, beaming at this. I've, I've already been able to dip into their expertise outside of what I know. And, and it's been amazing to be able to kind of go into what Affinity is able to do and bring it into our group. And I know that we're I'm also excited about bringing our expertise and, and our abilities kind of into the clientele and the people that they help. And I think it's the synergies are really going to kind of make it to where we're able to help more than what we do individually, even. I think so. And I was trying to come up with the best analogy for this and the audience can laugh at me, but I was like, this is like bringing Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and I don't know, let's just say Hank Aaron, because I'm from Atlanta. And we have just formed like the all-star powerhouse team of the legal industry in terms of how to run a legal business, how to use the best technology. I mean, this team is so freaking kick-ass. I can't even really, it's really hard to express how excited we are in this format, but I think everybody will just sit back and stand by because you're going to see big things coming from this team in the future. And we're really excited about it. Well, without any further ado, let's get into your conversation with Debbie so y'all can dig into how you did this and you know what it's bringing. So here's your conversation with Debbie. Hi, I'm Debbie Foster, and I lead the team at Affinity Consulting Group. Welcome to the show, Debbie. And we have some exciting news. We're making podcast official today, which is that you and I are now teammates. We are. How exciting is that? I am super excited. So why don't you just tell all of our listeners like our big news and what we did this week? Yeah. So our big news is that Affinity and Lawyerist are now one company. We have come together, brought together the amazing Lawyerist team with our amazing Affinity team and are so excited about what the future holds. The products and services that the lawyerist team offers to its very valuable labsters, clients, partners is going to be so complimentary to the services that we offer at Affinity. And I can't wait to see what the future holds. Yeah. I mean, for anyone wondering, a lot of the day-to-day and how you listeners come and work with us and get your information and ideas from lawyerists aren't really going to change, right? Like we're going to, if anything, they're just going to get better, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not going to feel very different, For our team, it feels a little bit different because we're now part of a larger team. And for us, that just means we have more resources. I I don't know. I just feel like we're going to be able to do so much more than we sometimes could with a smaller team. Yeah. And I think it's going to really benefit the community, not just from a people perspective, but from a products and tools perspective. So really excited to explore that with you guys. 
Yeah. And so maybe some people don't know, I mean, what does Affinity Consulting do? And maybe how does that look a little different from what they know Lawyerist does? Sure. So at Affinity, summing it up, oversimplification, of course, we work with law firms and corporate legal departments on strategy and technology projects. So it could be strategic planning, it could be a firm retreat, it could be a profitability analysis, a process analysis, but we also do a lot of work around technology. So are you leveraging the technology that you own? Do you need to select something new? What is that going to look like if you move from what you're using now to what you will be using in the future? We do a lot of training and education, a lot of CLE. A lot of what we do really does center around how people get their work done. So that encompasses strategy and technology and culture and change management and process. But for us, it's really about how do we work with a client and help them identify their challenges very clearly so we can put together a plan to help solve them and re-examine or reimagine how they get their work done so they're working as efficiently as they can work and delivering excellent services to their clients while maintaining and really paying attention to their well-being. That's our our mission and our goal is to really help our clients do more with less. Yeah. I mean, for anyone listening and who's paid any attention to lawyers ever, this should just answer the question you probably had in your mind of why are these companies doing this? Why are they coming together? Like in our minds, it, this is like a perfect marriage. I agree. And I think that the solo and small firm market the products and service that benefits a solo and small firm, not just the coaching and the community, which I think is so critically important. People want to walk through their journey with people who are feeling the same way that they feel and going through the same struggles that they're going through. But I think also, especially when it comes to the technology implementations, having another resource where they can go and say, all right, I'm ready for the next thing. And the lawyerist team can say, hey, we have a great document management team that can help you with that. Like you said at the beginning, the resources that your team is going to have when they're part of the affinity team are just going to be more expansive. And I think we're going to be able to do some cool things. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I thought we could talk about today that really, I think a lot of our lawyers struggle with at some point in their career is this idea of how do you bring two teams together? And in our case, we truly are, you know, bringing our whole company to your company. But sometimes it might even look like when you bring that new partner on, new co-owner into the business as we're going to start talking about, you know, and then maybe they have a small team. So sometimes it's not two companies completely merging, but just even adding a small team onto an existing team. And I know you've dealt with that, not just as the leader at Affinity, but also in the work you do with firms. And so I thought we could explore that a little bit because it it could be pretty challenging. Yeah. We work with a lot of firms who are considering merging or bringing on another owner with a small team or even a, a larger team. I just finished a project where we helped three firms merge together. That was a lot of fun. And I actually had a call with them today talking about how things are going. But I always start these conversations talking about onboarding. Like, tell me how you would onboard a new person right now. And oftentimes that's the first kind of glaring, like, well, I mean, we bring them in, we show them their computer, we tell them what their password is. And so I think the onboarding piece, it's like a merger is onboarding plus, plus, plus. 
And so if we don't get onboarding right, it's really hard to even imagine because you can't bring another team of people into an organization, no matter what size it is, and say, there's your computer, this is how you log on, here's the technology we use. You just can't do that. So it has to be a much more intentional and much more thoughtful process to integrate two teams together. Yeah. And I guess the first thing that comes to mind is this idea of culture, because probably each team's, whether they think about it or realize it or not, they are bringing their own culture to this new relationship. And so how do you start to think about that? Well, we've done so many mergers in just with Affinity. We've brought a bunch of companies into our company over the years. And Affinity actually started with smaller companies merging together. And I think even in our conversation, Stephanie, one of the things that we've learned is we shouldn't be saying nothing's going to change. So piece of advice number one, when it comes to culture is just don't say that because things are going to change and hopefully they're for the better. But I feel like there's always an opportunity for us to challenge each other when we're thinking about something new to say, there are going to be things where you say, I actually liked how it was at the other place better, but the pros have to outweigh the cons. So we have to talk about what are the things that people are going to love? How do we bring two teams together and say, if you have 10 things and I have 10 things, we're only going to pay attention to my 10. No, maybe we go five and five to make up 10. But most importantly is talking about it. I think that asking people questions like, what do you love the most about where you are right now? What makes you tick? What makes you get out of bed in the morning? And really understanding what motivates people and what they love about their current situation helps you identify where the gaps are, or maybe even for the other side, someone thinking, oh, the thing you love the most is that everyone has lunch together on Wednesdays. We should all have lunch together on Wednesdays. That's actually a great idea. And so being open-minded, whether you're the merge E or the merge er, you have things that you could learn as well. So don't make it all about how one person does it or how someone else does. What does that merge together culture look like? Yeah, I mean, I love what you said to our team when when you came and met everybody for the first time and you had met a lot of us over the course of different iterations. But when we were kind of together, it was like, I want these two things to come together and look different out of it because we're, we are changing, but we're changing for the better on both sides. And you said it much more eloquently than I just blabbered on. (laughs) Well, and sometimes when I talk to a firm about merging, I say to them like in the oversimplification is one plus one going to equal three, right? Is this firm and this firm coming together going to give you something more than just adding one plus one and getting two? And that's what I think for our merger is something that I'm most excited about is I feel like one plus one is going to equal like 19. Yeah. And I think you're really winning when you see that we're better together. We're stronger together. We can do more together. We can offer more products and services together. And I think that's how lawyers should think about merging with another firm when they're looking at that kind of an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that they always do. I mean, it seems like in my experience, a lot of times they just look at, well, they have a book of business or this will bring more billable hours to the equation. And they just think about it in that way. And I wonder if there's a different framework you would share. Yeah, it's so short-sighted to only think about that, right? While that might be how the math ultimately works out from a revenue perspective and hopefully a profitability perspective, because 
we all know that adding revenue to the top doesn't do anybody any favors if it doesn't add profit to the bottom. So I think that's something that people should be really thinking about. But, you know, when you think about the coming together of two firms, there are multiple aspects. Does it make sense from a business perspective, the products and services one firm is offering compared to the other? How are we going to tackle the culture piece? What about the technology? And maybe even asking yourself, like, what could go wrong? What would be a part of this that if these three things don't happen, that could be really bad for us and could be bad for business. The impression that you get to make with your clients when you're merging with another firm or you're starting to talk about a new owner, you only get one shot at really making a big splash there. And I think we all know when you work with employees or team members that are happy, you can tell, the clients can tell. Clients can tell when people like their job and they like their environment, they like where they're working. So I think we really do have to ask those hard questions and it can't just be like a, how hard can this be? Which I say that a lot. So I, you know, I need to look in the mirror on that one, but how hard can it be? You're just going to bring over your book of business and your paralegal and your two legal assistants, you're going to bring them over and Hey, I have like a similar kind of setup and we're just going to all work together. You should talk about all of the things. Yeah. I know you have ideas about some of those specific things. So let's take a quick break. We'll hear from our sponsors and we come back. We're going to dig into some of those really technical logistical pieces. The lawyers podcast is brought to you by posh virtual receptionists. As an attorney, Do you ever wish you could be in two places at once? You could take a call while you're in court, capture a lead during a meeting, or schedule an appointment with a client while you're elbow deep in an important case? Well, that's where Posh comes in. Posh is a team of professional, U.S.-based live virtual receptionists who are available 24-7, 365. They answer and transfer your calls so you never miss an opportunity. With Posh handling your calls, you can devote more time to billable hours and building your law firm. And the convenient Posh app puts you in total control of when your receptionist steps in. So if you can't answer, Posh can. And if you've got it, Posh is always just a tap away. With Posh, you can save as much as 40% off your current service provider's rates. Even better, Posh is extending a special offer to Lawyerist listeners. Visit posh.com forward slash Lawyerist to learn more and start your free trial of Posh Live Virtual Receptionist Services. That's posh.com forward slash Lawyerist. And by Clio. What do solo and small firm lawyers with great client relationships have in common? They use cloud-based legal practice management software to run their law firms. This is just one finding from Clio's latest legal trends report. There's no getting around it. The fact is, when it comes to client expectations, standards are higher than ever before for lawyers. Proof is in the numbers. 88% of lawyers using cloud-based software report good relationships with clients. For firms not in the cloud, barely half can say that. That gap is significant. For more information on how cloud software creates better client relationships, download Clio's Legal Trends Report for free at clio.com slash trends. That's Clio, spelled C-L-I-O, dot com slash trends. And by Document, 90% of legal services will be delivered online by lawyers in the next 10 years. Document is a software platform for lawyers to build client-facing legal apps. With Document, do client intake, feed that data into robust document automation flows, and collect payments. Companies like Landlord Legal, Just Tech, and Hello Divorce are built on document. Sign up for a free trial now at document.com lawyerist. 
and get $100 off your subscription. You can also book a time at Documate.com slash Lawyerist to get a free consultation on incorporating automation into your practice. Once again, that's Documate.com slash Lawyerist. So we're back and I'm talking with Debbie about how do you bring two teams together? Because it sounds really easy. Like you said, it sounds like, oh yeah, just come on over, join the team. But then when you start thinking about the hard things, they feel easy, but they can be hard, right? And we were talking about this, like what computers does everyone use? I mean, in full disclosure, we're a Mac team and you guys aren't. And that's that's a little bit of a change for our team. Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, do we have to give up our Macs right away? Or, <laughs> you know, you're on the Office 365 environment. We've been on Google Suite. So that's going to change for us. There's some pieces of our tech that won't change, but these are the kind of things that then you really have to start figuring out. Yeah, that's really important. But in addition to that, if you are not on kind of a level playing field when it comes to technology, you know, if you are a firm that has automated all of your things and you have workflows and checklists and you're, you know, you've really got it together and you're bringing a firm over with you that only uses Microsoft Outlook to keep track of everything that they're doing, that's a big shift. And while you as the user of all those amazing tools might think it's going to be great for them, it's going to be so much better it's still a big change management thing. Like what is our training plan? How are we going to get their data from wherever it lives right now into our system? Just because this is how we think an estate planning process should run doesn't necessarily mean that they think it is, or our estate planning process does not work for their family law clients. Like it's not as simple as we're just going to create new logins to our system and have them log in and they're going to be able to be as efficient as we are. So I think thinking about not just what product do you use, I've had firms who say, and this is actually going to be really simple because we both use XYZ product. And I'm like, right, but there are different ways to use that product. So just because you both even use the same product, which is the best case scenario, it doesn't mean that it's going to translate. How do you bill? What does that look like from a billing arrangements perspective? What do your bill templates look like? There's so much minutia detail. Are you going to have two or three copy machines once you merge because you have a copy machine lease and they have a copy machine lease and you don't actually need two copiers? So many little things like that that I think just get missed sometimes when the people like me, the visionaries who see an opportunity and they're like, yeah, this is going to be great. Come on over. Just press pause and ask lots of questions. Yeah. I mean, if you think about a law firm, I mean, documents are so essential to the work that a law firm does every day. And so when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, we got to figure out how to get their files into our system. And maybe this is a time that we want to get rid of some files. And that's a whole nother project and discussion. And I mean, I love that that's the work your team is used to really getting in and doing like you guys actually get in there, Mm -hmm. roll up your sleeves and say, no, we're going to actually map this out and help you solve these problems. Well, for sure. And we've been using the moving analogy, like the other firm is going to pack up their boxes and they're going to bring all of their boxes to our firm. And then they're going to unpack those boxes. And we're going to like, oh, how do we deal with this? How do we deal with that? Well, there might be an opportunity to visit the other firm and see what is going to go into those boxes and talk about, do we need to bring everything over? Anyone who's moved before knows that there's like a purging that happens before you move, right? Like definitely this is finally the opportunity to get rid of that ugly green blanket that has come with me. You know, I'm going to give that to Goodwill or whatever. 
there may be an opportunity at the beginning of this to really think about what are we bringing with us? Why are we bringing it? Does this really matter? Where's it going to live when we bring our boxes over? Where are we unpacking all of that stuff? How do we make sure we can find what we're looking for? Yeah. I think the other thing that's kind of coming up for me is just how much change really does happen. I think like when we, you and I started talking, gosh, it's been like a year. It's been a lot. We had a long courtship to make sure that this was going to be the right fit for both of us. And in my mind, it always just felt so easy. But now that we're here and in the logistics and trying to move all the things, like it is a lot of change. And maybe that's Mm -hmm. one of the kind of themes here to keep in mind is it is a lot of change to manage and it can feel pretty disruptive for the team. And we have to kind of keep that front and center. Yeah. And I think that this is one of the things that as I think about where I've seen people struggle, just because you don't think it's a big deal, doesn't mean that your team isn't going to think it's a big deal. So I've had lawyers say to me, I don't know what they're so irritated about. Well, I could tell you all the things there, like something that looks and seems simple to you may not look and seem simple to someone else. And we have to give everyone their own space to kind of think about what does this mean for me? How does this impact me? Some people like me, I'd change every day. I don't care. Let's change something else. Let's change something else. I love change. Other people are like, ah, slow your roll a little bit. Do we actually need to change everything all the time? So those conversations, talking and listening to your team about the things that they're concerned about. When we all got together, we did that exercise about, you know, what are we worried about? We actually asked our teams, what are you worried about? And they filled them out on little post-its and they put them up on the board and we got to go over to that list. So no one had to say it out loud, which is important, I think. But we should ask that. What are you worried about? What could go wrong? And let's start being proactive about that and thinking about that so we don't have big mountain problems afterwards when we're trying to get adjusted. Yeah. Well, having lived through this year with you and now this next, the next part of our journey, I just have to say, like, I am so super excited. I haven't been this excited professionally in a really long time because I just do see all the potential that our people are going to create for this amazing community of lawyers that we work with. And every time I'm with someone from your team, I just get more excited about what we're doing. So thank you. Back at you. I'm excited not only about what this means for our teams, but I'm excited for what it means for both of our communities and for our communities to get integrated together. Cause I think that is, there's going to be real magic when that happens. And there's just, there's a lot of exciting things to come. Yeah. And so actually we get to announce one of them right now, which is that you have a new exciting announcement, which is the launch of your podcast. Another thing I'm really excited about. And some people have said to me a podcast on top of all the things you're doing you know, this has been on my list for a long time. I've really wanted to do it. And I knew that I wanted it to be focused on fierce female leaders. I'm really passionate about that. And I'm passionate about getting more of them, helping to make more of them, mentoring. And so our new podcast, which is launching this month is called Powerful Leaders, No Apologies. And it's all about women who have maybe overcome the odds or maybe tackled some obstacles that were in their way of them really doing and being what they wanted to be. 
in the legal profession. So it could be lawyers, it could be people who are running companies that deliver services to law firms. We have some amazing guests coming up and we're really going to be talking about empowering women to grab that seat at the table and have their voice heard. Because I mean, it's not just about like women leaders are amazing leaders. It's about having different voices at the table. So we all can embrace that concept, not just about of diversity, but of inclusion and belonging and making people feel like what they have to say and what they have to contribute really matters. I love it. And I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear it. And I love the concept that we can stop saying, I'm sorry. Like that, I loved that we're like, we're not going to apologize for who we are and what we do and the fact that we want to kick ass and have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I've been reading a lot of articles about, about apologies and for the purpose of the podcast and why women apologize. And one of them that I read this morning actually said that as women, our threshold for what is offensive is so much lower. And that's one of the reasons why we apologize. And I was, I, I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, I think that is absolutely true. So it's going to be really cool. And we're going to have some really exciting content to share. Well, we'll make sure we're going to put the link in our show notes. So if you're listening right now, make sure you head there right now, subscribe to Debbie's new show and check it out. And I'm just excited for all the great things that I know we're just getting started building. I am too. Can't wait. The Lawyerist Podcast is edited by Brittany Felix. Are you ready to implement the ideas we discuss here into your practice? Wondering what to do next? Here are your first two steps. First, if you haven't read the Small Firm Roadmap yet, grab the first chapter for free at lawyerist.com forward slash book. Looking for help beyond the book? Let's chat about whether our coaching communities are right for you. Head to lawyerist.com forward slash community forward slash lab to schedule a 10 minute call with our team to learn more. The views expressed by the participants are their own and are not endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you.